0: How's it going everyone? My name is Stephen Michaels. Welcome to the number one Raiders podcast in the world. This is the Raiders Daily. Let's get right into it. As you know, after every single Hard Knocks episode, we do a Hard Knocks with the Oakland Raiders recap show. This is for episode three. So let's get right into it. We're going to break down Everything that happened on Hard Knocks, so we're gonna go through what was said, what happened, everything. So, anyways, the show starts off with John Gruden talking about the short schedule. Uh, you know, he he's not happy about it. Obviously, uh, they says that he, John Gruden, said the Raiders gotta kick ass regardless. Then, uh, you know, they're in a meeting. Derek Carr brings out the comedian Frank. Caliendo, I believe that's how you say his name. Knock on wood if you're with me, he says. That's something John Gruden has been saying for years and meetings. Uh, Frank made uh, fun of Gruden cussing because, you know, he does cuss every other word even though he says he doesn't want to. That's never going to change. He does his whole Gruden impersonation. Gruden said, why don't you do something funny? He was joking, of course. It was very funny. I do wish it was not so edited. There's a lot of things in the show tonight that you can tell was just edited, conversations, cut out, a lot of that, but we'll get into that more later. Gruden then bashes the media about Antonio Brown and hyping it up, even though Gruden says they knew this was happening anyways. He says he gives A.B. credit for standing up for what he believes and He does not get the hate from the media. Gruden just doesn't understand it. He, I mean, he just doesn't get it. And this isn't Gruden pretending. I mean, obviously, he wants Gruden... Uh, sorry Antonio Brown out there every single day but he is dealing with his feet either way but Gruden's all in with Antonio Brown then they show Mayock he's talking to Gruden he says AB's and Napa remember this is all taking a place like what last week and the truth is guys in case you guys don't know A.B.'s been in Napa anyways the entire time. Even that day he didn't, we'll get to that later, but even that day he wasn't at practice, he was in Napa. So it's just weird. It's weird. And I've been saying from the start, I have a feeling, you know, this might be just for hard knocks. But anyways, Gruden says he will show up with uh, Antonio Brown, and uh, and he just does not understand why this is such a big story. Remember, this was from last week. He didn't understand. Gruden does not understand why this is such a big story. Why, why ESPN, NFL Network, and you know, all of them are all talking about Antonio Brown not being there for a day. He just doesn't understand it. He really does not. Uh, we, we, Antonio Brown eventually does show up, as you guys know. Uh, we get Bill Romanowski appearance here, talking to Antonio Brown, telling him he just needs to get on the field, and this will be a non-issue again. I really didn't like how they edited out this conversation. I would have loved to hear this whole entire conversation even if it was five minutes long, I want to hear everything because Bill Romanowski and Antonio Brown talking to each other that is gold right there they you know they had about maybe twenty seconds worth of it, and they weren't done talking. I mean they edited it right out they just cut from it while they were talking. that was kind of disappointing because like I said, those guys are great together uh so. Anyways, Jonathan Abram, as we know, he was going to be a big part of this show, and he continues to be a big part of this show. He's talking to the EA Sports guys, complaining about his rating on a video game. Uh, This was a pretty funny bit. He also was complaining about Carl Joseph, his roommate's rating, and uh, saying it was too low. He also was complaining about Derek Carr's rating, saying it should be a 90 at least. And Antonio Brown's rating should be a 100. Uh, It it was a very funny back and forth. This would not be the first time that uh, EA Sports there, they talked to several other players too. But anyways, funny bit there. Then Hard Knocks focuses on the NFL's best Kept secret tight end and Darren Waller, who, by the way, they've been, you know, uh, fouling this guy for a while. I was waiting for this whole Darren Waller segment or you know part of the show to come. It finally did come here. Uh, EA Sp- EA EA Sports, sorry, they were talking to Waller, and he tells him. He's not mad about his rating on the video game, which is 68, I guess. Waller says it makes sense due to last season. He didn't play that much uh, and things like that. The guy sounds like a really down-to-earth dude. Um, Also, I mean, I couldn't believe this, but Waller does talk about his addiction problems he had. He is two years sober now. But, I mean, he talks. He discusses a lot more than I expected. He says he was high the entire time he was with Baltimore. He was on cocaine. He was on Xanax. He was on all different kinds of drugs. He even said, if there was a drug, I would do it. I mean, that is insane. But I'm happy the guy is sober now. I'm telling you. He may have a 68 score in Madden. Whatever this Madden is, is a Madden twenty. I don't, I don't know, but the next Madden, next year's Madden, that guy's going to be in the nineties because Darren Waller is going to be an awesome tight end. I'm telling you right now. I guarantee you, at the end of the season, if Darren Waller can stay healthy, you no, know, no problems, anything like that, this guy, he is going to be in the top ten of tight ends in the National Football League. This guy is really, really good. Uh, so, w- we'll see on that. Then the show focuses uh, on the whole thought process of the backup quarterbacks. Gruden does not seem to please, at least in the clips, of both of these guys at practice. Uh, the best is when we get to see uh, the whole thought process with the coaches and the meeting of who was going to play after Derek Carr in preseason Greg Olson clearly wanted Nathan Peterman to play after uh, Derek Carr against Arizona Gruden said he liked Glennon and wanted to see him play after Carr obviously Gruden has the final say so that's what happened as you know and listen, the Raiders, just let you guys know, they still don't know who is going to be the guy. They don't know who is going to be the backup. We're going to have to wait to see. I mean, we got a big preseason game coming in Canada. That will tell us a lot, I think, about who is going to be the actual backup to Derek Carr now we will go over obviously the preseason game against Arizona since it was in the show but here we go uh the show goes on to highlight Hunter Renfro Gruden shows a picture of Renfro from his pro day appears I'm not sure Carr makes some jokes that Renfro looks like he he's 37 years old Uh, The theme here is Renfro does not look like an NFL wide receiver, but he sure can play like one. We get a great Renfro-Clemson highlight tape here. I'm telling you, Hunter Renfro, he just tore it up in college. I mean, he tore it up at Clemson. He really did. And if he can play like that in the NFL, the Raiders are going to have their own Julian Edelman. That's just the way it is. I mean, this guy looks fantastic. And in training camp, he looks great as well. So let's hope that he does transition his playing style to the NFL. Because if that's the case... The Raiders, I've already said this before, I think they have the best wide receiver wide receiver group in football. Hunter Renfro will just add to that. The Raiders are going to be good this season. I don't see how they're going to be bad. I really, really don't. Uh, so anyways, we get a package of eight, uh, Antonio Brown talking about all the noise and that he feels like he's the enemy of the state. There was a little film package of the day he was out of practice. It was edited to seem like this was after he showed up, but he looked good, talked about how he got his potato skin removed off his feet and all of that nonsense. Then we get Luke Wilson, uh, who needs to make the team, by the way, something that I think they should have explored more. Now, they did talk about how the Raiders are only going to keep four tight ends and things like that, but... Luke Wilson does need to do more. Uh, I know his blocking seemed to be pretty good against Arizona, but he needs to do more, in my opinion. He just does. Uh, But anyways, the whole Luke Wilson segment on the boat and with his hair, it was boring, and it felt out of place, and he looks really old, too, I, I should say that. It just, I don't know, it just felt very weird to put in this episode. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, Gruden then talks about the week two preseason game against Arizona coming up. He talks up Kyle Murray a lot. Gruden clearly does like Kyle Murray. Tells the team, this guy can beat you every way possible. They must get after his ass. Spoiler alert, they did. And then... Uh, They show the Raiders going to Arizona, and my favorite part of the show happened, Green Day. Green Day gets played, Welcome to Paradise, Green Day on Hard Knocks. Can you believe it? I mean, Green Day's the, I'm just telling you guys, Green Day's the best band in the last 25 years. They're also Raider fans. If you don't know much about Green Day, if you only know the hits, let me just explain something to you. Go buy an album, any album, really. They have so many good songs, and like I said, huge Raider fans. They even got Raider tattoos all over them. Anyways, on to the preseason game on Hard Knocks. They showed the Glenn overthrow to Waller for that easy touchdown Gruden was pissed about that, obviously, but Gruden redeems himself. Praise from Gruden. It was actually, and then they show the, the play that, uh, sorry, that Glennon throws the Derek Carrier on the fade. Well, what we learned from Hard Knocks was that was actually supposed to be Waller's play. But Waller wasn't in the game. Gruden was calling for Waller to get in the game for that play. They had the play all dialed up. They couldn't get Waller in. So Derek Carrier makes the catch for the touchdown. But that was Waller's ball. That was his play. Derek Carrier gets it instead. But either way, John Gruden is happy because he dialed up the play. It worked out perfectly. It was an amazing catch by Derek Carrier. I will say that. It really was. uh, Gruden fired up. Shows him more fired up with the defense. Just destroying Kyle Murray in that game. Uh, I want to talk more about that game in a little bit. But I'll just talk a little bit about it now, I guess. That game, the Raiders' defense. Now, caution. It's preseason, okay? I think... You guys are all smart enough to know that the Cardinals were running a very, very vanilla offense. They were not going to show anything. But I will say that he didn't look very good in this game at all. He was getting harassed by the defense. Now, yes, it's preseason. Yes, it doesn't count. I mean, look at the 2008 Detroit Lions. They went 0-4, or sorry, 4-0 in the preseason, and they went 0-16 in the regular season. That just shows you preseason really, you know, means nothing. But, but, the guys in the trenches, that is real. That is a human versus a human, and those guys are trying. An offensive tackle is not just going to let You know, a defensive lineman run by him in preseason and kill his quarterback on purpose. Those guys are trying hard, and the Raiders defensive line dominated. Uh, Clinton Furl. he was all over Kyle Murray in this game. I mean, the Raiders' defense played lights out in this game, in my opinion. So, anyways, back to the show. Peterman comes in the game. Gruden says after Peterman gets tackled, uh, when he tried to run the ball there, Hey, Forrest Gump, you all right? It was a great, great, great line. Uh, Gruden was very impressed with Peterman's drive. Standing next to Derek Carr, he says, Hey, can you do this? You can do this, right? I thought that was pretty funny, talking about how Peterman was using his legs and things like that. Gruden then has an exchange with Abram. Uh, Gruden goes on to say Rodney, Har- Rodney Harrison could drop on, drop a house on you and make a bat shit himself, and then Abram just kind of stares and looks at him, and Gruden says, "You don't really know who Rodney Harrison is." It, it was a really funny line. I gotta tell you, Gruden is great for reality TV. Uh, Gruden had another funny exchange with AB. AB was starting to tell Gruden that his feet start to burn after a while, you know, after being out there for a while with his shoes on and things. Gruden said maybe he should go back to one of those chambers and get some help. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Gruden supports Antonio Brown all the way. Antonio Brown does thank John Gruden. Thanks him a lot for, you know, just being there, being by his side. The narrator says, (laughs) oh boy, the narrator says, you know, I don't know why he did this, but now we enter the day when he did not show. It's very weird. This is at the end of the episode. Now, I, the Raiders just blew past us on this on the show. I'm thinking the fun begins. Of course, Mike Mayock's comments to the media, which, by the way, I am on record thinking those comments were all for hard knocks. And guess what? It looks like that whole storyline that happened, what, a few days ago where he didn't show up because he was mad about his helmet. It looks like that whole storyline is not going anywhere since at the end of the episode, they show AB returning. So the narrator says, the laughs don't last. I'm just, this is what he says. And now we enter the day when AB does not show up. And then I'm like, wow, here we go. We're going to get into it. You know, he's going to be complaining about his helmet and things like that. They show Mike Mayock, say you're, you're either in or you're out. And then they just show Antonio Brown showing up. And that's the end of the episode. So pretty much the Raiders are not going to give us anything or give the media anything on this show about Antonio Brown and the helmet. They mentioned it a few times. He did wear a helmet uh, during the Arizona warm-up games. He complained about saying he hated the helmet. Either way, guys, I got to tell you something. This whole helmet saga is not going to be a big deal. He's going to find a helmet to play with. In fact, I think there's a good chance he's going to be able to wear his old helmet for at least one year. But if he does not, he'll just wear a helmet. He'll just wear one. But anyways, that's all the notes I have throughout the show. I'm sorry if I uh, stumbled over a few words. Like I said, I wrote the whole thing down. I took a lot of time to write all this down. Um, But yeah, it was uh, pretty weird to me that... The narrator, Ray Donovan, that's who he is, says, you know, I was thinking we were getting this big thing coming up because he says the the laughs don't last long. And now we enter a day when Antonio Brown doesn't show up. This was, you know, a few days ago and then nothing happens. Nothing. He says that and then they show Antonio Brown showing up. So it's just, it's crazy. Obviously, it was edited, but, I mean, it's just insane. Please, Raider fans, I'm going to tell you guys this once. Do not buy into everything you read. Mike Silver put it out there that in meetings, Antonio Brown checks his bank account and things like that. That is not true. Mike Silver is lying about that. Is Antonio Brown mad about the helmet? Yes, everyone knows about that. But as far as I'm not paying attention in meetings, that's Mike Silver trying to make the Raiders look dysfunctional. Trying to make this trade look bad because he hates the Raiders. And don't tell me he doesn't. Go back and Google Mike Silver and the Raiders. There's plenty of material, guys. And the media just loves this story. They got nothing else to talk about. They love talking about Antonio Brown. He just wants to wear his helmet, man. And you got to understand, too, I mean, this guy has feet that are, like, burned. He got a laser treatment on his feet, burning these potato chips off his feet. And he's still out there running around. So, you know, listen, give the guy a break. In reality, what's really going on is he probably just doesn't want to do training camp. He probably doesn't want to put his body through another training camp when he really doesn't need to, to be honest. If he knows mentally the playbook, it, most of it's all mental. you know. And not to mention, it's not like Derek Carr's never thrown to this guy before. They've had plenty of time to throw to each other in the offseason, and they have thrown to, the, to each other in the offseason. So what I'm trying to explain to you guys is Everything's going to be okay. When week one comes around, Antonio Brown's going to be on the field. He's probably going to catch over a 1,000 yards. He's going to be a big factor in this offense. And let's just pretend that Antonio Brown retired tomorrow, which would never happen. But let's just pretend. The Raiders wide receiver group is so loaded, it wouldn't even matter. In fact... They're so loaded, even without Antonio Brown, I could argue they would still have one of the best wide receiver groups in the National Football League. That's just the way it is. This team looks good. Derek Carr at practice, I mean, he always looks good at practice. I'm hoping that, you know, he can take, he can look like a 2016 Derek Carr. I really, really do. I want this guy to succeed. Despite what his brother, not David, the other one, I won't even say his name, thinks of me, personally, I really don't care. He thinks of me. So, that's his problem. If I'm in his head, that's his problem. It looks like I'm just doing my job. But, you know, listen. I want Derek Carr to succeed, and I think he can in this offense. I really do. If he uses his legs... He buys time for Antonio Brown. Remember, when A.B. was with the Steelers, most of his big plays came when Big Ben bought time. You know, he was a big guy, you know, not going down for a sack and manages to throw a pass to Antonio Brown. That's where a lot of Antonio Brown's big plays came from. That's why it's important. That's why John Gruden thinks it's important. That Derek Carr does scramble around and buy time. Not to mention, look at the offensive line. Gabe Jackson's obviously hurt. Um, He's not going to be around for, what, eight weeks? And you don't have Richie Incognito for the first two weeks. Denzel, good. There is some good, no pun intended, good news with him. It looks like he is recovering very, very well. He might be ready for week one. So that is really good news. Ah, uh, Keith Smith is back. I know a lot of Raider fans they don't want it. You know, what I mean, they don't really want Keith Smith to be the fullback. They rather go at Ingold, but unfortunately, the special teams coach really likes Keith Smith. He could play on special teams. He's been in the system for a year. I have a bad feeling that Ingold's not going to make this team. Might get placed on a practice squad. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But I just have a bad feeling that's going to happen. Next week, I promise I will give you my official depth chart. I already posted it uh, on the Raiders Daily Elite, the number one place for all things Raiders, inside news, everything. The Raiders Daily Elite is just a different world. There's nothing that compares to it. You can ask any of the members. There is nothing... That compares to it. Why? Because, well, I don't want to say everything. But let's just say there's not hiding behind things that these fake Twitter people have. Like when they say sources and stuff like that. There's no hidden things like that. Everything's out in the open. Uh, That's all I'll say about that. But it's just the best place for Raiders news and talk. Tons of passionate Raider fans there. The most loyal Raider fans there. The greatest Raider fans there. And uh, one day, maybe one of you guys can join the group. For now, you can always support the podcast. The link is on the bottom, wherever you're watching or listening to this thing. So please do so, because I need the support to keep these shows going. To keep the, uh, the recaps going. Uh, but let's just say this episode... Pretty good episode, you know, a lot better than the first episode. I would put it on par with the second episode to be honest. I think the next episode will be even better. I love when they get to actually show a preseason game. I love to hear John Gruden on the sidelines because it's awesome. I mean, it just is. Now, the third before we end this, the third preseason game in Canada, I don't know how many starters will play. I'm a little bit nervous about that. I have a feeling not a lot of them will. There is a flu going around, which is real, by the way. Gruden's just not saying that. That's a real thing. There are guys that are nicked up. Even Jonathan Abram has a uh, some kind of wrist injury. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I heard it's a sprained wrist, but I'm not sure. There's a lot of guys nicked up. And if there's, there's some guys on the offensive line that have the flu, I can tell you one thing right now. If those guys aren't feeling good, I don't think John Gruden is going to put Derek Carr out there and risk getting him injured for a preseason game. It does not count in Canada. I just don't see it happening. So we shall see. There's a lot of battles going on. It should be fun. We'll see who ends up making the roster and who does not end up making the roster. Like I said, I will talk about that next week on the show, on this podcast, I promise. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. I hope I didn't forget anything. I'm sorry if I stumbled over my words. Like I said, I'm reading what I wrote, and I'm a terrible writer, as you guys know. I'm only good at doing podcasts because I'm the best. All right, guys, thank you for listening. My name is Steven Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily.